Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. David Eichel, Sean Bach, HawkeyeInsider.com, part of 24-7 Sports Network. Another instant reaction, Swarmcast. Chris Murray announces he's going to return to Iowa for a third season, very likely his final season is will be 22 in August. But, Sean, after, I think, a few bad weeks for Iowa basketball, you know, missing on some guys in the transfer portal – this is a huge addition. Uh, just avoid losing Chris Murray to the NBA. And I do think that people need to realize this was a lot closer of a decision than I think most people really anticipate. But, Sean, again, huge news, I guess. Just give me your gut reaction to uh, Chris's return to Iowa. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely important. And, Dave, I think we talked about this a lot throughout the offseason, especially during, you know, the season as well, towards the later half of it, that, you know, it, it was going to be a big decision for Chris. A lot of people were thinking, oh, you know, he wants to be the guy right away. Like, you know, it doesn't really make sense for him to go through the NBA draft pre- draft process with a, with a in a serious manner, at least, you know, go with the intent. Like, you know, you saw Joe Wieskamp after his freshman season really go with the intent of coming back to school, but he still wanted to get that feedback. And I think a lot of people thought that Murray was going to take that similar route. And honestly, you know, we heard it so many times before, too, that, You know, the intention was for Chris to really play himself into getting drafted. Now, you know, I think Chris went into it with an open mind, too. I think he wanted to weigh his options and see which opportunity would come about. But, you know, if there was an opportunity for Chris to get drafted this year, they felt that there was a team that was the right fit for him that would give him a guarantee or like someone told him that they can move into the first round. I think they really would have taken that. And, mm-hmm. you know, I not to say that Chris can't play himself in the first round contention, but I think this upcoming year is really going to be a, a test for him to do that. Or at least, you know, the type of year that Chris or Keegan had last year, you know, Luca had a couple years ago. Um, this year is going to be a real deciding factor in that and what NBA teams think about his long-term upside and, you know, how he can potentially be um, an impact player in in the NBA one day. But, you know, as far as Iowa goes, you know, you look at last year's team and obviously there weren't a lot of expectations for that team. And, you know, depending on who you talk to, I think most people, if not all, were surprised that Iowa was as good as they were at the end yeah. of the year. Um, obviously, the, the Richmond loss is one that will leave a sour taste in their mouths for a while. But, you know, that team – Definitely, definitely outgrew expectations and definitely exceeded those expectations that people put on them. And now I think it's kind of going to be the opposite for this upcoming year's team. I think, you know, having a guy like Keegan leave who, you know, a lot of people expected to take that next leap. But I do think he went a little bit above what people expected. Um, having him or losing him, uh, losing Jordan Bohannon, who, believe it or not, whether you like it or not, was a very productive guard for Iowa when he was healthy. And, you know, and that's on both ends of the floor, as we saw last year. Um, losing Joe Toussaint, I know, you know, Toussaint kind of had his ups and downs throughout his time at Iowa. But, you know, that's an experienced guard. And experienced guards help you win games in March. And now the point guard position, while Iowa feels good about those two guys, DeSante Bone and Aaron Uless, there's still a lot of question marks with that group. 
And it's going to be fascinating to see, you know, how, how McCaffrey does these lineups, you know, how active he continues to be in the transfer portal, you know, do they have Chris play at the five, um, you know, where, where do they put some of these guys and how they mix and match with some of these lineups. It's going to be, it's going to be a really fascinating uh, off season and, you know, who kind of makes those next leaps. I know a lot of people are depending on Chris, but, you know, you need that number two score to do the same and, you know, a number of other guys that can potentially come in and, you know, make those impacts and take those extra leaps too. Yeah, I mean, I think Tony Perkins is near the top of the list for me when you think about that, just the way he ended last season. Obviously, the NCAA tournament was disappointing, but his Big Ten tournament play, the way he played down the stretch, especially after Fran McCaffrey gave him the starting nod. I mean, Tony really started to become more of a complete player. Yeah, he had his flashes, but I thought he was hitting his three-point shot. He had a few step backs was aggressive going to the rim, was a pest defensively doing some different things. I think that's a big thing. And I'm, I mean, I'm, you and I have both been very high on Peyton Sanford. And I think Peyton Sanford really showed flashes last year. Yeah. He kind of had a little bit of a hiccup. I think December his minutes were really going down, but he came back. And I think you talk about guy, Sean, that's the ultimate green light and that never loses confidence. He is not afraid to pull the quick trigger. And I think you have to love that out of him. And I think sometimes it can be a mental block for newer guys to do that. And I think Fran does a great job with really instilling in his players that they have the ultimate green light. So I'm looking at Peyton Sanford there, Patrick McCaffrey. I think if Patrick McCaffrey can become a little bit more crafty and decisive when he uh, drives to the rim, I think that's going to take his game to the next level, continue to become more consistent three point shooter. And I think a little bit better of a rebounder. I think that's the big thing. I think Peyton Sanford is a good rebounder last year. Uh, for his side, I guess for expectations, I think Patrick needs to continue to try to bulk up and to continue to be a better defensive rebounder. But Chris Murray, I think if he stays out of foul trouble, Sean, I really think that he can get out there and average, you know, 35 minutes, 34, 35 minutes a game. I don't think you can afford to take him off the floor. Six foot eight guy, lefty, can stretch it out from three point range. And, you know, his his freshman, his second season, I guess, Sean, really kind of reminded me of, of Keegan's first year. And what I mean by that is there were certain plays down the stretch where he'd provide a big spark, but then there'd be a couple missed opportunities. I mean, you think about the three-pointer against Illinois, which was a great shot, by the way, great drop by Fran. They got the, what they won. The NCAA tournament, look, he got fouled. They didn't call the foul. You live and you learn with that. Like, There's nothing he could do that was in his control at the time. But you talk about a guy that I think if he can just play with the confidence that Keegan did during his in his second year. If Chris just makes that mental and emotional jump that Keegan did, I really think you're going to see a much more complete Chris Murray. And I think that he does deserve the reins to this team. He's going to be one of the older guys. Now he's been around the block and you look at his skill set, And I think you look at his just upside His upside is probably the highest of anybody on Iowa's team. No question. Just, I, I think there's so much there. If he can continue to utilize that skill set, I think it's going to be very, very good for Iowa, and I expect them to be a tournament team this year. Yeah, and I think a lot of people with what, you know, have to remember with Keegan, too, is that, you know, a lot of people expected him to make that jump and make that leap, but, you know, it wasn't by accident. Like, it wasn't just like, okay, like, you know, right away, like, Keegan is going to be the guy. Like, yes, you know, there was the expectation that that would happen, but Keegan had a huge offseason last offseason to take that next leap. And, you know, I know you saw on the court, but behind the scenes, you know, when I was talking to people, everything was just like, Keegan Murray is going to be a dude. But you know who was right behind him was Chris and Patrick. And I think the Iowa staff, you know, without, without Keegan this year, I think the expectation obviously, you know, rests on 
Chris and Patrick taking on that that leadership role. And I don't think, you know, you talk about 17, 18 points. I could see Keegan, I could see Chris and Patrick averaging more around 14, 15 each. You know, not a guy probably averaging in the upper teens, but I could see, you know, him, those two guys, maybe Phil Verbrach averaging, you know, four or five more points they did last year. I know he's not technically, he's more of a serviceable big man instead of a scorer. So I yeah. don't know if that's going to hold any weight, but I think Peyton Sanford can maybe go into double figures. I know I mentioned, you know, eight, nine points before, but I could see, you know, 11, 12, thir- maybe not 13, but like 10, 11, 12, somewhere around there. Um, Tony Perkins could see an increase. I'm interested in what they do at the point guard position with some of those guys. But it's weird because, you know, you talk about these Iowa teams and the discussion always is how are they going to score the ball? Like how or, you know, who's going to score the ball? Like, you know, how how are they going to distribute points? How are they going to distribute minutes? Now it's going to come to, you know, who's going to be able to play the big minutes and who's going to be able to score. That's going to be the main thing. And I think there's more proven scores on this year's team. I think that's the big thing. I think last year, yeah, we had guys that I think we kind of had our eyebrows raised to, Sean. But outside of Keegan and Jordan and, I guess, Patrick, you really didn't know what you were going to get out of an Aaron Ulis. You didn't know what you were going to get out of a Tony Perkins. You didn't know what you were going to get out of Peyton Sanford, right? And I think you look at this upcoming year's team, they got pieces. Because, again, I think Peyton can make a huge jump. I'm, again, very high on him. Tony Perkins, I think, can make a big jump. Philip Robracha seems to really be attacking this offseason and taking it really personally because you talk about a guy that was not thrilled with his play last year. Philip Robracha has made it very, been very vocal about he was not thrilled last year. And it had nothing to do with his role or, you know, how he was being used. He just didn't – said it just wasn't his game. That wasn't who he was. So, you know, I think, again, getting him back, getting him back in the system will be really good. And I, I do hear what you're saying. If Chris goes out and averages 14, 15, but balls out and has a couple, you know, 28-point games or something like that, like he even showcased last year when he had that big game against Indiana, I think that will be enough to get him into that top 20 role because they'll be expect, you know, he'll, he'll be proven that he can make that jump. And, again, you look at Iowa's team, I Chris will not have to carry as much as Keegan had to carry. And I think that's very important to know. And what I would caution – Iowa fans, it's going to be very easy, even for us in the media, Sean. It's going to be very easy for us to compare Chris with Keegan, and I don't think that's going to be fair to Chris whatsoever. While they are similar players, they're going to have different roles, despite them both being alphas on the team. So it's the same thing I say with Luca Garza, with Keegan. Appreciate the individual talent, and it's going to be even more difficult to do it with Chris just because you saw what Keegan did. But again, I would just appreciate with what Chris brings to the table. I think he could be in for a huge year. And I, again, I, I think Chris does not want to be compared to Keegan and Keegan does not want his brother to be compared to him. Let Chris have his own special season. Only talk about him and appreciate what Keegan did, but you can appreciate what Chris is going to do as well. Yeah. And I'm, I'm looking at the Bart Torvik project 2023 projected contributors and stats and you know, I think some of the numbers are a little, you know, off. I know I'm, I'm a big analytics guy. I love the analytics. I know it's going to rub some people the wrong way, but yeah. I'm a I'm a big fan of them. And they have Patrick McCaffrey averaging 16 points next year. Then they have Philip Robrach averaging 13 and 7. I don't know if that's going to be, you know, the case. I, I really think it's going to be more 9 and 6 around there. You sign up for that 13 and 7 so quick if you could. Yeah, I know. And then they have Chris averaging 12 and 6 which, you know, I think is going to see an increase. But, you know, yeah. they have Perkins, Tony Perkins averaging 10 and 4 with, you know, 2.5 assists per game. And then Peyton Sanford averaging 7, 
and four, which I think could be an increase. So, and then Aaron Euless, six, three, and three. So, you know, I, I, I really, with this Iowa team. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. You know, I think I, I see why people are saying top 20 because I love the defense. I love the versatility. I love how there's going to be so many guys that can guard, you know, so many different spots. But when you're looking at the Big Ten next year, too, um, you know, talk about some of these teams. Indiana, you know, they're going to have Trace Jackson Davis back. They have a whole new, like, not whole new lineup, but they have a lot of really intriguing talents on that team. And, you know, I'm looking at some of these ones now and trying to organize them by conference. And, you know, you talk about Indiana, obviously Illinois had, you know, a lot of success in the transfer pool this year. They're going to look like a completely different team. Michigan's going to be good. They bring talent back. Michigan State, you know, obviously loses Max Christie, but brings back some guys. Purdue, I, I don't really know why the analytics are in, as high on Purdue as, you know, they are. I think, you know, Mason Gillis, Getting him back was big, but I, I mean Zach Eady. I think that's part to do with it. But you know, outside of Zach Eady, like and Mason Gillis, even like there's yeah. really not much. I mean, I don't know if you can expect Fletcher Lawyer to come in to average twelve and four. Um, I don't know if even Morton either is going to have that much. Of it. I mean, he probably will, but you know, some of these guys, like I, I just don't get the love for Purdue at this point. But yeah, you know, Iowa needs three that's yeah. what it's taken down to. They're going to need a rebound. And there's, there's, I think, less elite big men. But you also look at, like you said, like there's no Kofi, but Trace Jackson Davis is probably going to be my Big Ten preseason player of the year. Probably going to vote for him. Hunter Dickinson's back, and we know what he's done against Iowa. He's been, you know, I think he's going to come back with a vengeance as well. But, and you saw last year, Sean, the one time that they, they out-rebounded they out the team and lost was in the NCAA tournament. Before that, they were, what, 18-0, and 0, I want to say, 19-0, before mm-hmm. they, they lost the one game? Yeah, the, uh, looking back at the stats again, but I was fourth in the Big Ten next year in returning minutes with 54.2%. Indiana's first was 78.1%, while Northwestern and Penn – I think Penn State's going to catch up on some people this year. I think they could be – yeah. They could be pretty dangerous. Not sure about Northwestern yet. We'll see what happens there. But I think Penn State could be dangerous. But then it's Iowa and then Michigan State and Wisconsin and Rutgers are pretty close with the returning minutes, but Iowa tops that group. So, you know, I, I do see why there's love for this team in the preseason. I mean, I mentioned before, I think the versatility and, you know, defense is going to be very, very good. But got have got to have consistent scores. And that's what Iowa's had such a good job with the last couple of years in Keegan and Luca and then even Joey's camp as well um for the most part but it's like yes I think Chris can take on the next role and I think you know playing against some of these guys with the NBA draft process has helped him but you know is he going to be able to take that next step that is the main question mark I think having a guy like Patrick McCaffrey alongside of him is going to be big but you know you got to put other shooters around him too and you got to have you know serviceable big men around too I think that's why Peyton Sanford could be in in line for a big year next year but 
you know, you got to have other pieces around him that can really, really be dangerous. And maybe I'm putting too much of a premium on shooting. I think that's obviously a really important piece, but you know, you got to have guys that can knock down shots consistently. And Chris, while he was efficient last year, his usage rate was a lot lower than a guy like Keegan's. Yeah. So how can he, you know, do that? Can he be able to, you know, see an increase in his efficiency while also re- increasing his usage? And the same goes for Patrick McCaffrey. His usage was higher, but his percentage were higher. I think, you know, some of his shot selections at times were, you know, maybe a little interesting, but I think that's what you get in a volume score like Patrick McCaffrey, who, you know, isn't always going to take some of the best shots at times. You know, I think sometimes he can, you know, he does, he's a smart basketball player, but you know, is he, can he do that consistently enough? Like, you know, can he, I'm trying to say is like, can he, you know, be, can he, can he be a consistent or even though it's an, yeah. it's an, can he be a consistent unorthodox score? Because Patrick is not an orthodox score. I think that's right. The best that's, it up. that's a very, yeah, that was a good way of putting it. I don't know why I was struggling with words there, but <laughs> that's a, that's a good way of putting it because, you know, he's going to score, you know, he's going to take some shots where you're like, what are you doing, man? But sometimes they're going to go in. Sometimes they're not. You know, that's that's kind of the story of Patrick. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I I think to sum this up, Sean, I think it's a good thing for Chris is the alpha of this team. I think no question. I think Connor McCaffrey coming off the bench and being that six-year senior is going to be huge for this team as well. And I think Iowa fans need to appreciate him coming back, especially after Iowa really – you know, think about I would only have 10 scholarship players if, if Connor wasn't back. And that's just insane to think about. Right. But it's going to help Chris that there's not going to be as much pressure on him from this standpoint that he's going to have proven help around him. Like Keegan is OK, we're riding and dying with Keegan until everybody else proves himself, because every again, everybody expected Keegan to really come out of his shell. But they didn't expect him to, you know, average 24 and, you know, Luca Garza ish numbers. Right. So I think that's going to be a big thing. And. And I think if if Chris and Connor can get the mindset of the team that we can't let our struggles on defense impact our offense and vice versa, I think that's going to be a huge thing for the team as well. But getting Chris Murray back is beyond huge for this team because I think without him, I, I think they struggle to make a tournament. But now I see him as an NCAA tournament caliber team. And with the way the conference is shaking out, it's going to be interesting to see what lineups Fran and company throw out there because I think there's a lot of versatility with this lineup. I think they need to rebound the ball well. And by the way, really quick, I agree with you on Penn State. I'm a huge Micah Shrewsbury guy. I think he's a really good basketball coach. He seems like a really, really good guy uh, from the press conferences I've seen and have been a part of with him. So, Sean, any other final thoughts? I know we got a long time before basketball season hits, but, you know, I really do think Iowa basketball needs some good news. And I think that this was, again, it was just massive for them. Yeah, I mean, I, I really think the Big Ten is kind of a cluster next year. You know, I, I like Indiana at the top. I think that's fair. But, you know, Indiana's got to prove it because we haven't really seen that in the last couple seasons. Illinois, I, I do think that's a talented team, but the whole new roster is going to be fascinating. Yep. Michigan, there's talent. Michigan State, but, like, you know, even Ohio State and potentially, I don't know, I don't know what Wisconsin's going to be. I know the number, the the computers aren't overly high on them, but Greg Gard seems to, you know, get – get the most out of some of these guys, even though they lose a lot from last year, Um, you know, or lose a decent amount. Ohio State, I think, you know, they lose a lot, but, you know, the analytics still have them pretty high. They bring in a couple transfers too. Maryland, same deal there. Um, The Big Ten, I mean, outside of probably the bottom, 
you know, I, I don't see Nebraska, Northwestern, and Minnesota. Maybe, maybe Minnesota. I'll say maybe. Intending. Northwestern brings back a lot. I think they'll be improved. But, you know, it's really like – I think it's anyone's game at this point. I mean, I think Indiana and Illinois are the favorites, and then you potentially throw Michigan in there too. But, you know, it's really going to be wide open. And, you know, I think this Iowa team, it's – there's reason to believe that they could be a top 25 team next year. I'm buying more of the 2025 range, and I think some people have them in the 1520. But I mean, I could I could see an argument where they're just outside the top 25 too. It's it's really it's really fascinating, honestly. It's it's just going to be one of those years in the Big Ten where I think everyone's going to beat up on each other again, and you know maybe you have one team go far in the tournament. But I really I don't know. I think it's going to be another interesting Big Ten narrative for sure. No doubt. So uh, we have plenty of content on HawkeyeInsider.com about Chris's decision. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun year of basketball. It's gonna be I don't want to say unorthodox, Sean, but it's gonna be there's such a wide range with this team, and I think that's the most intriguing part about all of it. So be sure to follow us at David Eichel at SBOC247. Be sure to review the Swarmcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everything else. And again, stay tuned to HawkeyeInsider.com for the latest and greatest and most in-depth coverage of your Iowa Hawkeyes. Talk soon. Thanks. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.